Today on the Diz List, we discuss the top five hot takes about Walt Disney World. Welcome to the Diz List, the podcast that ranks everything in Walt Disney World. I'm Nick. And I'm Rob, and welcome to episode 49, where we discuss the top five hot takes about Walt Disney World. I think we're going to make some people mad today. I think so, too. Do we have a plan to do cold takes? Cold takes. Um, is that like cold cuts? Yeah. Okay. Top five you sandwiches. Put mu- mustard or mayo? Mayo. Mustard. <laughs> Always. I, I even do my fries in So, mayo. Oh, wait. So, long-time listeners, you know there's a whole running thing with condiments because we discussed the condiments at um, Dino Land. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, Doritos makes a hot mustard uh, Dorito. Have you tried it? I tried it the other day. How is it? It tastes like you're eating spoonfuls of hot mustard. Okay. Which I don't know that I like, and mustard's my favorite. Well, I was actually thinking about you and mustard yesterday because I ordered. Well, <laughs> that sentence is just hilarious. Yeah, well, All right. longtime listeners know are yeah. rolling their eyes and laughing right now. Yeah. So I found online. So I like, I'm I like Big Macs. That sauce is awesome. I have okay. a recipe to make that sauce, and I, I make it from scratch, and it tastes great. Mm-hmm. So I found some. I don't know how it came up. One of those things where. It listens to me say Big Mac. My phone's listening to me, and it like comes up. Right. And I, and Kraft makes a sauce that's supposed to be similar to the Big Mac sauce. Okay. So I ordered it, and it's it's really good, but it's very mustardy. Because when you think of Big Mac sauce, it's I mean, you can make it a couple ways. You can make it with Thousand Island. You can make it with Russian. Like there's different ways you can create the base. It's mayo plus that. Right. This didn't taste as much like Big Mac sauce as I thought it was going to. It had more of a spicy mustard taste to it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to let you try it. I, See what you I'm, think. I'm wondering how many of our listeners are like, wait, is this the right podcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, believe me, you long time, if you haven't been listening for a long time, then go back and listen to our back catalog. And you'll realize this is uh, par for the course. And I know for a fact we have at least one chef that listens to this show. That's true. At least one. At least one. Um, so I... I wanted to read something that we got sent a couple weeks ago on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, this is cool. I know what you're going to talk about. And, and it, it fits in well here. This is the first episode we're doing since we uh, had Rope Drop and Park Hop on last week. Um, that was a lot of fun. When we were on their show, we got a lot of followers who came, jumped over and started listening to our show. Yeah, and, welcome. And, if you're new, welcome. And yeah. we don't always talk about mustard. Yeah. And um, one of our... New followers and new listeners, Becca Cruz, um, wrote to us a very um, kind um, little message on Instagram that I wanted to share because I think it's kind of cool to to hear this, especially for those of you who maybe um, need, a, need a positive pick-me-up about Disney. So she wrote, I just learned about your podcast, Rope Drop and Park Hop. I'm listening to episode 45 and you're discussing how magical the characters are. I just wanted to share that as a former Walt Disney World friend of Tigger, that it's just as magical from the other side of the head. Seeing children and adults alike so excited to meet Tigger made me smile from ear to ear. Getting the honor of hugging and interacting with a Make-A-Wish kiddo would have me crying in my head. The magic is real. I'm really enjoying your podcast. Thanks, Becca. No, actually, thank you, Becca, because that made me feel so good. Yeah, that's cool. When we read that. Um, 
it's nice to know that the magic is the same for them. Um, it is. So, you know, I thought that was a great message. And, it, you know, when you're when you're feeling like sometimes Disney's not doing things right, you, know, you got the strikes going on in, at Disneyland Paris, you got all this, you know, sometimes we hear about these these negative negative issues like, you know, fights and stuff breaking out. Uh, something like that just really makes me smile. So Well, and I, I look at it from another interesting perspective, too. When I meet the characters, these uh, actors, cast members who are friends of, in quotes, mm-hmm. or who por- portray these different characters, like, I get lost in the fact that that's not really the genie. That's not really Mickey Mouse, you know? To me, mm-hmm. that's who that is at that moment, right? Right, yeah. But it's really cool to know that the person that is, you know, recreating, I, I can't even think of the right words to use, yeah. because friends to me, them. it's yeah. magical, yeah. Yeah, you know? It is. It is. And I think that's really cool to hear from that other perspective and to let them know that, to me, it's so magical. I am talking to Mickey Mouse. Like, come on. I know it's not. But, right. We're grown but, men. We know that. But we buy in just like everybody else. Yeah. So to let those people know that they do. I, I, I've never had a bad interaction with a, a character around the park. No. Even, I mean, that's kind of weird to think about. I don't think we've ever said that on the podcast. No. Of all of them, they have always been so great. Yeah. Every time. I mean, I I don't. I mean, even I'll give you for, for instance, since that particular individual wrote to us about being friends with tigger um in 2019 when i went to um disney for the first time we went to a breakfast over at grand floridian and afterward we were meeting tigger and my daughter was just so excited to meet tigger she was jumping up and down jumping up and down and then it became our turn and then it got overwhelming and she started crying because it was like oh my god tigger's jumping up and down too (laughs) immediately like tigger went into damage control it was um it's really nice to see just how well-trained they are, but also how um, aware of the situation they are. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know that I've ever seen even. I know I've never experienced a bad character interaction. I don't think I've ever even seen one that would have been considered negative. No, I think so, cast members, by and large, are very, very good at what they do. Yeah, and they deserve every single penny and then some that they get paid. And both coasts, too. I, I, both parks, I, we had great experiences with, with everyone. So mm-hmm. if you're listening and you're a cast member, again, we know a few that do. And keep up the good work. You know, you, you all do a fantastic job. That's part of what makes the parks so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Before we head off to the halftime show, I want to give a shout out to one of our patrons, okay? Uh, Jessica, she is uh, a longtime follower. She consistently communicates with us on, on Instagram and now over on Patreon. Um, so if you if you want to also have the chance to, like Jessica and the other patrons, get early access to new episodes and access to bonus content, uh, please join us over on patreon.com slash pod. Yeah, we've had good feedback about uh, the the exclusive episodes, and um, talk about it a little bit. There's some Star Wars content. There's a couple in a row. Yeah, there's Star Wars content, which I've been itching to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, um, are we allowed to talk about them, or is it a secret? Can we tell I mean, people now? Tell people what? What What are there? What people can go and listen yeah, to? If yeah, you, if sure. You subscribe. And sure. If you subscribe, you know, we've got one episode up that's uh, about how we would retheme the star cruiser and everything that's wrong with the star cruiser. Yeah, I had some ideas on that. And then also we did a top five, um, star Wars characters in the entire 
universe of Star Wars, galaxy, galaxy, I guess. And what an ending for that conversation. Yeah, that was quite the ending. What an ending. Um, All I'm going to say is, Mikey, if you're listening, you may want to go subscribe to Patreon, (laughs) uh, and then he will never be friends with us ever again. Well, Um, I don't know. I think think our fans will really enjoy how this list morphed into... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> something really unexpected at the end. Yeah, and I will also say that, you know, it's not just Star Wars content that we're putting on there. We're doing a, a mini later today about um, about retheming Dino Land USA, and yep. that's the kind of stuff that just doesn't fit the format of the top five lists, that's all. Yep. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to head off to the halftime show, and when we're back, we're going to give you our top five hot takes about Walt Disney World. Welcome back to the Diz List. Today we're going to talk about our top five hot takes at Walt Disney World. I'm pretty sure we're going to make some people angry, and that's okay. Yeah, They're going to be yelling at their at their um, car stereos or wherever it is they're listening to us, but everybody has hot takes about Walt Disney World, and I bet that none of ours um, are something that no one else thinks. I can almost guarantee you at least one other person in our, in, in our listenership are going to agree with every single one of our hot takes. Yep. I think. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe even you and I will agree on stuff. I think I think at least one of these that's on my list, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to agree on. But You are we'll not going to agree with my first one, or my fifth one here. Your fifth one? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what's fun about this. I'm going to get right into it. Sounds good. Okay. So my number five hot take is that Jungle Cruise is a major important ride for Walt Disney World. Notice I said important, which I know you don't like it. I'm going to tell you why. All right. Go ahead. And I'm happy to hear what you say back. Here's why it's very important. Because every single time it is different, it is run by the cast members. Okay. It's not like the exact same time we Haunted Mansion every single time, which is good. And that's what I want. But I think it's important because of a couple reasons. It's got the classic animatronics. Okay. I know originally Walt wanted to have real animals on there, but Walt was very intr- instrumental in these anim- animatronics. Okay. I don't think they're going to update them too much. I think they're going to stay the way they are. But the fact that the cast members lead these rides and the ride is never the same twice. And, of course, there can be some bad ones. But I think it's – and, again, I'm going to go to what the title of this hot take is. Is Jungle Cruise is one of the most important rides for that reason. It keeps kind of that that feeling and the heart of Walt Disney and – and behind the scenes, why is these Jungle Cruise skippers, they're given like different options of things that they can use when they're running their their script. If you're listening and you really haven't been on the Jungle Cruise before, it is run by a skipper that does a series of jokes. A handful of them are the same every single time. They all say the backside of water, but they have kind of this mix of different things that they will say throughout the ride. So my hot take is Jungle Cruise is one of, not the, and I'm being fair here, one of the most important rides for that reason. Go for it. So I will respond with my number five. <laughs> Great. Which is Jungle Cruise is a bad ride. Oh, my God. Are you serious? That's really your number five. I have. Yes. Jungle Cruise is, How did this, Jungle Cruise is a bad ride. You have to show me that. That's oh, right my there. God. You're right. Jungle Cruise is a bad ride. What's my number five? We do not share these in advance. When no. we learn these, we're learning them live. So that's why I laughed when you when you said it. 
Well, I thought you just laughed because I know that you are not a fan of this ride. No, I don't think it's a good ride. Well, and let's really look at this here. Is it a bad ride? Yes. Sure. I'm not not saying you're wrong here. What I'm saying is it's an important ride for that reason. It's important that they retheme it as soon as possible and get it out of there. Retheme it it how? Get rid of it. Bulldoze it. I don't care. It's not good. I disagree. I disagree because I really think- It takes up a lot of land. But taking that out is going to take out kind of that heart of what Walt really wanted to. Okay. I, I just, that's why I think it's an important ride. I think that hearing the same jokes every single time you're on the ride is a problem. And I'm sorry, you do. You hear the same jokes. They might have other options. They don't use them. You And the fact that it is run by the, by the skippers means that you don't get the same experience every time. So one time it can be decent. The other time it can be absolutely awful. Yeah. I think that's I've, a problem. And I do that ride almost every single time I go. I would say maybe... Oh my god, I can't even I don't even know. Let's let's say hypothetically I've been twenty two times, right? I would say maybe three out of twenty two it's been bad. I I will I will say that I've done it every single time, but that doesn't mean that I like the ride or that it's not a bad ride. There are plenty of rides I do every single time. Right. And I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say you're wrong for thinking it's bad. Like that's your opinion, obviously. Right. My opinion is how important it is and which all goes back to Walt. You can think it's a bad ride, and I can't tell you you're wrong. You know, like of course no. you can think it's bad if you want to think I, it's bad. It's a, it's a hot take. I get it. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, the prequels are important to the storyline of Star Wars, but they're bad movies. Yeah, well, that I completely agree. So, with. So I mean, that's not on my hot take because it's not part of the parks, but still. Yeah. So we could do a whole episode on that. Um, you know, if you go back to even like as early as Episode Two, I said it. Um, when I was talking about worst rides in in Magic Kingdom, we need to revisit that. You know, so yeah, but um. Especially now we figured out how to use our microphones, <laughs> but but we can revisit re- revisit those. But still, that'll that's gonna be on my list because I just think it's not a good ride, and, and and I know that that's a hot take for most, but not everybody, not everybody. Well, you know, I was I was watching Ear Scouts the other day, and I mean they rope drop and go right to it. Because, I know he loves it, and, and what they were saying was that uh, of the two two funny things, one is. That Ear Scouts Rob was saying, even if you get there right at the beginning, they won't open it up and let you ride on the boat. You literally have to walk the ropes of the entire queue, even if you're the first person. That's so ridiculous. And, and second, uh, Ear Scouts Rob was saying that the the lightning lanes disappear for this faster than any other ride. That's yeah. interesting. Well, that's I, that's related to the movie, I think, because yeah. the movie's still Could relatively be. fresh. I don't know though. Is it almost a year ago now? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, it is what it is. I, I think it's a bad ride. You think it's most one of the most important. I didn't say, but notice, I didn't say it was a good ride. No, I think I think both. I think it's important for the spirit. Look, I think both things can be true at the same time. Correct. I, I, I don't think, think you're they're right. mutually exclusive. You are right. So, But that still brings us to your number four. Sure. So This is a weird one, and I this was kind of fun to really think about what my hot takes were, and this is something I've never said on the show, and I just realized this recently. Now- if you don't, are not familiar with the two things I'm about to talk about, this one's going to be really difficult for you to really picture in your head. Okay. So I'm going to do my best to describe it. But Hollywood Studios is very similar to Universal Studios Florida as far as layout, as far as look, as far as everything. Okay, so hear me out. You walk into both parks, and at the beginning, it both kind of look like Hollywood and California and those shops. Same, right? Yeah. Then- in both parks, there's a really long walk that you can take down to the right-hand side. 
in Universal Studios, you walk back to, kind of towards Simpsons and everything, yeah. and there's those kind of thrill uh-huh. rides down there. Yeah. If you are in Hollywood Studios, you walk all the way down that long way to the right, same similar type buildings, and on the far right, you're going to get uh, Tower of Terror and those types of rides there, right? Yeah, you're same right. kind of layout. Okay. When you're at Universal Studios Florida, you go way in the back, and that's the immersive area where you go to Harry Potter. That's all kind of in the the very back been added on. Galaxy's Edge. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Now when you go back to Hollywood Studios, same location in the back. They I added guess... on the immersive area with Toy Story. Yeah. Like the layouts, and it's all concrete. It's all pavement everywhere. It's all very, you know, kind of Hollywoodish type buildings. The restaurants are kind of similar. There's a sci-fi dine-in at Hollywood Studios. There's like a monster movie diner at at Universal Studios Florida. They're, the layout and a lot of it is very similar. Do you ever think about that? I've never thought about it, but I mean, it's hard to argue <laughs> now I, that you point it all I, out. It's the first time I thought. I'm. Mean, it's kind of a hot take. Is the parks are like the parks are kind of the same thing. So yeah, that's I had never really thought of it that way. Um, right. I think I. So I laughed the minute you started talking, because no way. My number four. Oh is my about, god! Is, really? Is about Hollywood Studios too. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so my number four is wow. that okay that Hollywood Studios is the worst park of them all, and it's a half day park. So that's that's my my thought is that I had ho- that on my list. It's on your top five. No, no, no. I had oh. it, but I. I there's a version of something similar to that later on. Keep okay. going. Keep going. So Hollywood Studios is a half-day park. That's my hot takes. It was for us when we went. Because we finished everything. We did, yeah. If you do it right, you can be, be done and out of there. There's no reason to, to stay there all day unless yeah. you want to see the lights in Toy Story Land. Yeah. There's not really a Which reason to be there um, at night. You know, Galaxy's Edge at night is nice, but, you know, I think the early morning in Galaxy's Edge is nicer and early morning, you know, temperatures are better. In general, we talked about that last week with Rope Drop and Park Hop. Um, it's nice so, there in the morning, actually. It's very nice in the morning. I feel there. like it's brutal there at like four or five o'clock. I mean, it's really it, it was getting it was getting brutal when we there. left there last yeah. last year at like two. But yeah. but it's a half day park. I'm sorry, it's yeah. I I don't get the the love for Hollywood Studios that everybody has. It's the worst of the four parks. It's a half day park. There's no need to spend more than a half day in there. I. I don't really, you can do everything you want to do in there in a half a day, or at least by two o'clock, I think. And there's there's not really a good reason, it, maybe you want to stay for Fantasmic. So that would be one reason to stay. Um, but like, if you've seen Fantasmic and you don't really want to sit in that sweltering heat um, at the end of the night to get a good spot to see Fantasmic, then it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother, you know, it's just... It's not a good park, really. It's it's not. It's so hot and and like sticky in there. I just feel like get in, get what you want to do done, and get out. You know, I I don't disagree with you on this. If I were to rank my four parks, that would be my number four park. My number three would be well. Here's my short list. I've told you this a million times. I don't know how often I say it on the show. The three is Animal Kingdom, two is Epcot, one is Magic Kingdom. You yeah. and I just have one and two flip-flopped. Right, yeah. You think Epcot's one, and uh, which yeah. is fine, too. Epcot's awesome, too. Um, but I, I will tell you, just to piggyback on on your thoughts on Hollywood Studios, uh, not to, and I know I keep going back to the California stuff, but, like, it really was eye-opening to go out to California. 
just to to go to California Adventure. So many people say that it's kind of their version of the Hollywood Studios Park. That park's better. Yeah, it well, is. Well, I mean, <laughs> California Adventure is an amazing park. It's really cool. Yeah, for so many reasons. Absolutely, I would rank it higher than Hollywood Studios. I really I, would. I wouldn't blame you. Yeah, I think it's you know, very cool and very modern, and everything about it was. was I awesome. want. I want to have a Pixar pier, Pixar area. Yeah, you know, they should put that so. into Hollywood Studios, and my rankings may change. Right. Yeah. That so. that back right area, kind of where they have like the Disney dance party and all that. Uh huh. That area needs to be dug out, become that giant water area. Which, ironically, back to my number four. If you look at the layout of Universal Studios Florida, <laughs> they have the big lake right there. Yep. They used to have like stunt boats. They had like a boat. Yeah. Ever, okay. Oh, I, I know, know if you know that. They had that like in the 90s. I don't know if they still do. Uh, I haven't been there in a long time. But imagine that lake would kind of be in the same place there. And then around it, so behind that lake in Universal, that's kind of where you go into Harry Potter land. In, in my perfect world, what they would do in Hollywood Studios is put the lake there behind i guess next to toy story land but behind the i don't know the kids play area mm-hmm. i think it, uh what is it launch bay is there yeah, uh What's yes it? i think so right put the lake there and then do pixar pier around it which yeah. also would connect to cars on the far end too anything anything to me to better that park would be good because i just don't think Maybe, hey, who knows? Maybe that's what they'll do now that Star Cruiser is closed. Maybe they'll change, they'll expand the park. Who knows? Great. I don't know. Sure, sure. I sure as heck don't know. So okay. that was that was my number four, which is ironic that it lined up with, with your number four about Hollywood students as well. well. Let's see what happens next with number three here. Uh, chances are good that these are not going to, this is not going to line up. So um, with <laughs> my Disney experience, there's a lot of things that are kind of whatever, kind of throwaway. But there's one thing for me I think is the best innovation in that app in a long time and makes my day so much better. And that is mobile ordering food is the best thing about that app for me right now. I don't know if that's a hot take. I'll tell you why, because I save so much time in the parks where I pull out mobile, mobile ordering. I hit that button. It is the most important thing to me. But you think that's a hot take? Yeah, man. I think most people agree with you. I, but so many people don't even know they can do it. I think it's the best part of it. I, I mean, maybe. I, I love that, and I use it all the time. We'll order our food and just grab our food quick and go. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I personally don't think that very many people would disagree with you because I think that a lot of people, if they were to pick one thing that's good about that app, it's that. Maybe we just share that opinion and everybody else is like, well, I think it's what? being able to select my rides. I don't know. Everybody I, hates that part of it, though. They, they, I don't know. I think, I think mobile ordering is the best. It's certainly the best part of the free portion of the app mm-hmm. by far. The one I will disagree with this part. I will say that mobile ordering in general is not very good just because of the issue of like, you know, oh, I'll mobile order, and then you go on mobile order, and the nearest pickup time is three hours away. Yeah, and that can be difficult. Agree. And you need to plan in advance, yep. to, but, like, we're always thinking about food. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that that's as big a hot take as you think it is, because I think a lot of people think that, too. Good. And I'm actually, well, I'm happy to hear that a lot of people share that. To me, it just seemed like a... Like a small little portion of the of the uh, of the app. That's cool. No, I'm happy to hear that then. Yeah. Um, 
mine my number three is definitely a hot take, and I'm I'm gonna I'm about Uh-oh. to anger some people. Uh oh. So mine is about Fantasyland, in particular, what the worst ride in Fantasyland is. Mine train. Peter Pan. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually thought about that. Peter was, Pan is the worst ride yeah. in all of Fantasyland. And really? I, you think? Well, I, I, think I a lot of people would say it's Small World. I, I enjoy Small World. I don't dislike Small no, World because it's classic art. Yeah, it's my wife's um, favorite ride. And then you, if you want to consider, you know, Storybook Circus as being part of Fantasyland, I don't have an issue with anything there. I mean, I, Dumbo's just a spinner, but it's classic, and it's. I feel like that's a better ride than Peter Pan. Barnstormer. Yeah, I think Barnstormer's a fun little, yeah, sure, fun sure. little family ride. I think as much as I dislike Pooh, right? Winnie the Pooh, the adventures, many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I think that Peter Pan ride wise is the worst ride in Fantasyland. I would say there's one that's worse for me personally. Oh, because you, you're going to say the carousel. Seen. No. Oh. There's one that's worse for me. One that's worse for you? Mm-hmm. Not Mine Train. No. Oh. One of our profile photos yeah. is us on this. The teacups. The teacups. Yeah. I hate it. But that's. that's but, I hate it. See, I can. I would go on Peter Pan any day over that. I'll go on Peter Pan all the time. I didn't. I didn't say. I, I didn't say I hate the ride necessarily. I said it's the worst ride in Fantasyland. So like, yeah. you can be the shortest person on a basketball team and be still really tall. Yeah. So you can be the, you know, it's it's a superlative of worst within one of the best theme park lands. Of all time, yeah. I mean, you can say Dumbo's the worst just because you go in a circle. I, but Dumbo is better. The only good thing, the only redeeming quality I feel in Peter Pan is the queue. I think the queue is awesome. I think when you walk through the nursery, I think that's cool. But then it's like, eh, I, I don't agree. I don't think it's, okay. the, I don't think it's the worst. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're including Dumbo and you're including the teacups, I, I would rank it higher I mean, than those. Look. That's why this is a hot take. Right? But I, I like Barnstormer. I would actually probably put Barnstormer above it. Yeah. But I, yeah. I mean, that's why it's a hot take, right? Yeah. Is is we're not supposed to necessarily agree on these, but yeah, um, I'm sure people are yelling at me right now, and that's okay. Mind Peter Train Pan's... is still one for me, and if you're do, if oh, we're just yeah. ranking Fantasyland, yeah, oh yeah, Mind Train, and then I, I think Middle, Little Mermaid is fun too. I enjoy the Little Mermaid ride. Yeah, I think I think Mer, Little Mermaid's a better dark ride. I think it's much more immersive. You know, I get the force perspective and all that stuff, but like, really, I, I don't know. It's not, it's not great. It's, yeah, it it's good, but it's not great. It's and so I think it's that in for the me, bottom the three. Worst. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's the worst though, right. but that's fine. Yeah. Well, and then you add in a ninety-minute wait time, and it really becomes the worst. But. Right. And and I, we have tried to do that during like fireworks, and mm-hmm. you can rope drop it. But that, that's another, that's another one where if I don't have time to do it, I'm not going to lose sleep. Yeah. Yeah, no big deal. So so your number two, what's that bring you in? Number two for me has to do with your favorite park, and okay. that's Epcot. And I believe that Epcot put the money in the wrong place. Uh, I think Guardians was a good place to put the money, and that was kind of the start of kind of that redo of the park. I think redoing that whole center and that whole thing with uh, Communicore, uh, I think they should have just left all of that and put money into more important places, two in particular. One is they needed to upgrade the Figment ride, Imagination. They should have put money there, and they should have put the money into the Wonders of Life Pavilion and make that into literally anything. I mean, 
I didn't really put any notes of what that could be, but I think there wasn't really anything wrong with the middle. There is something wrong. Figment needs to be updated, and there's nothing at all in that Wonders of Life pavilion. So I think they put the money in the wrong place. But I think they just backed out of it, right? Yeah, but I don't I don't think it should have gone to where where they ended up spending all that time in right. the center. I, there's nothing wrong with it. It just I think it I think the reason that it's happening that way is because the the order in which they broke ground. I, I truly like Then that's the wrong thing. Then the wrong thing is they should have reprioritized and they should have started with other things instead of that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the, nobody saw COVID coming, right? And nobody saw the, you know, the, the loss of money that they saw, uh, that they ended up getting, right? Um, and I think that that played a major role in the fact that they dialed back those plans. I don't disagree with you at all that those areas are in more desperate need of help and than they, that they center look, area. They've always looked good. I don't think they were ever in disarray. That area, that Communicore West building, they they used to have different like sciency type things in there. <laughs> I don't know if you were ever there when it was open. I so it, that was like the only <laughs> I've I've told you before. Like I never really went to Disney until 2019. But well, I can't in remember. 1995 or whatever when I went on went on a, on a school trip and we went to half a day at Universal Studios. And half a day at Epcot, which is ridiculous, but that's what they did. And I remember going in that building back then. Okay. Um, okay. That, and I remember Spaceship Earth. That I guess the- I I just wish that it was the construction was distributed differently, and that they prioritized other things like that Wonders of Life that just sits there. I mean, they they were doing something to the outside, and there were plans to turn it into the play pavilion, but. I don't know. Those attractions are mean more to me than just kind of redoing the middle. You know, like the middle was okay. I'm going to hold out judgment until I get to walk through that, the the Moana area. Even if it's cool and the Moana area is cool, I, I, I don't know. I think the other two things would have been more of a priority for me. I, I, I would say that middle part is just, that was the wrong choice. I, I think part of the reasoning for the prioritization of it was... To try to get that middle taken care of and, and then work at the periphery. So there's two like schools of thought, right? You can work yeah. on the outsides and not disrupt everything in the middle. But then once those outsides are done, then you're still going to have to disrupt that middle. Yeah. Um, I think they just wanted to rip it off like a Band-Aid, get that taken care of. And now they're just kind of- Yeah, are, they're peeling it slowly yeah, as opposed to yeah. ripping it off like a Band-Aid. I, I'm, I'm thinking- I do think that that's probably going to open a lot sooner than people are expecting. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think this is going to be like, a, oh, they said it's opening in- in fall of such and such, and it opens on the last day of fall. I think this is a situation where it's going to open potentially by the end of the summer. But I'm, I'm very surprised, though, and at, well, there's a D23 again this summer. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or was it last summer? It's every other year, I think. I've, I figured the announcement would be that they were going to do something with uh, Imagination. but Yeah, we'll see. I mean. I, I, that's got to be next on the list. It's got to be. I would hope so. Cause it, it... I mean, it it's so 90s. And I yeah. like Figment, and I that ride is fun to do, but I don't know. But even like the pre-show work. needs to be fixed, and the uh, whole thing does. It just needs work. You you go in there, and it just it's 1991. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's my number two. Epcot need should have done something differently there. Yeah. Well, I don't disagree with that. Um, my number two is about some food places and. 
this is going to probably ruffle some feathers, but I, I this is what I think. It's that character buffets like Chef Mickey's and most character buffets, okay? Chef Mickey's is a good example of one. I have been to that. Okay. Are worse food than quick service dining. You are... Now, I didn't say worse experience. I'm just saying that the the, the meal itself is worse than quick service dining, and you're paying 60 dollars for it. Oh, my gosh, yeah. For, yep. you know, so I'm, I'm specifically talking about the buffets. Um, yes, Tusker House is probably an exception to that rule, um, but, you know, I, I do think that, that the buffets in general are not good food, and they you're better off if, you know, just waiting in line at a um, meet and greet to meet the character you want and paying for a quick service meal. Now you're going to know firsthand. Didn't you tell me that you booked Chef Mickey's? Yeah, we did. We we booked Chef Mickey's. Just I'm curious. We're you're going for breakfast or for lunch? Breakfast. Um, we have so we're going to Chef Mickey's. We're going to Tusker House, which I know are both character buffets. Um, Tusker House does not fall in that same boat. It's yeah, but it's pretty different food. You're you're booking for um, your kids too, you right? Know, it's, um, you're not just booking for yourself. The, and then we also did um, some other cool table services that will, you know. That will hopefully be better. Narcusis and Citricos are going to be better than quick service, I hope. Yeah, and I, I can't <laughs> wait to hear about those, too. Um, but, yeah, I I just don't – it's hard. Like, I think the ones like Topolino's and the ones like – which we're going to for breakfast, and then the ones like Cinderella's Royal Table where it's like a meal, I think those are better. They're more expensive, but I think they're better because you're getting a better quality food. I think the buffet ones, you're getting like – cold food half the time yeah. i don't know it's just not not my thing and 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 it's i i think you're better off as far as money goes going to quick service and then waiting in line for to meet the characters we're staying at bay lake tower so that's the main reason behind going to chef mickey's it's gonna be easy for us on a day that we're not looking to rope drop just go and, and get breakfast but and we'll i see. think chef mickey's is one of those things as a you know if you have younger kids and you're a, you're a disney fan it's just it's just one of those things you have on your list that you check off. Yeah. Yep, I've done yeah. it. You know, and, and we did and really enjoyed it. And we have photos from that hanging up in our entryway of our house. You know, the biggest smiles on our kids' faces. They uh, they really enjoyed it. But as far as the food's concerned, I don't disagree with you at all. We went there for the breakfast. And uh, we were told, you know, specifically what was gluten-free. And um, we had a little bit different of a situation. They actually brought us out uh I don't know if it was gluten-free pancakes or waffles, but um, yeah, so made, yours are hot. They made some fresh stuff yeah. for us. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you just tell them you have celiac disease. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's one way to do it. Um, then they'll get a little confused when I'm eating like other stuff that's full of gluten. Wait a second, sir. Didn't you say? Um, Wait, there's gluten in this? I didn't know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's why I feel the way I do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's my number two, which brings us to some pretty big hot takes, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm going to get right to it. Okay. The theme of Batu in Galaxy's Edge is stupid and a huge fail. Stupid. It was the <laughs> dumbest idea ever to decide to do a land in Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars, that has nothing to do with the original trilogy or it's just totally garbage i was wondering when it was going to complete gonna, garbage when you were going to get to your your i'm fed up with disney changing the the canon of uh star wars i i don't care like it's i 
after going and seeing the way they did Harry Potter, I look at Star Wars, I'm like, that's just stupid. It's not good. It's dumb. I mean, I'm glad that, like, to be fair, the you know, the, the Rise of the Resistance ride is awesome. It's great. Like that whole entrance area, love it. Uh, I love seeing the Millennium Falcon. There's mm-hmm. not, I don't know. I, I just wish it was something I could recognize and was familiar with. And I don't know. I, I just hate it. I love I, Star Wars. I just, I don't know. I don't I, hate it. I don't disagree that it was silly to go with Batu and like make this Dumb. this land, this fictional land that's not really part of the movies at all. Um, I I totally um, agree with that. I think they would have been better off making it based in an actual Anything. place. Yeah. They don't need continuity. Like you yeah. start off and it's all snow like Hoth like they have over in the, the water park there, the uh, yeah. Blizzard Beach. Yeah. So they know how to do it. It looks great in Blizzard Beach. And then you walk a couple feet and they have a, like a visual change. And then all of a sudden there's some big tree trunks and it's Endor like they have over at uh, the the Star Tours. And then it transitions into something else. I want to, and I know I, I've said this when when we discussed it in our, our Patreon episode, but I want to walk in and see a giant animatronic job of the hut. I want to see that more than anything else. That part of that movie is my favorite part in any movie ever. Jabba's Palace. It's my favorite. It had a huge impact on me when I was little. If I were to walk in and see this giant Jabba animatronic and like the Max Rebo band playing in the corner, man, I'd I'd pay I'd pay hundreds of dollars to sit down and have Shh, a meal. Don't there. say that. <laughs> don't say that. I would. I uh, would. Look, look. Here's the reality. They dropped the ball a lot with Galaxy's Edge. Olga's is great. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that that's your only table service restaurant in that land, <sighs> you could have a huge, anything, huge restaurant in there and make a crap ton of money. Yes. I don't get it. Make a couple of droid animatronics. Give me the blue shrimp from the Star Cruiser. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah, I, I hate it. And. I, you know, I think for the casual Star Wars fan who goes to Disney, this is a hot take. For a Star Wars, for a Star Wars fan, it is not a hot take. For people who like Star Wars first, or where it's separate from Disney, not the people like who are Star Wars fans because it's part of Disney, but rather people who are Star Wars fans, this is not a hot take. But I bet you right now, people who are listening to this who are straight up just fans of of star wars because it is a uh disney um a disney thing disney property yeah are like that by the way folks if you can hear the rumbling going on <laughs> there is an air show like literally happening less yeah. than a mile away right now and like some jet just flew overhead that like was right like... over top of of the house <laughs> yeah and i was like oh my god they could the probably, walls walls were shaking you could probably hear that um, so yeah, I, I don't disagree. Maybe maybe what it is is this a it's a starship coming in to get us. It's a TIE fighter <laughs> TIE fighter coming in to get us. We heard you smack talking Batu. Yeah. yeah. Wah, wah. I, I don't think that's as big a hot take with a segment of fans, but I do think it's a hot take with Disney fans who then are Star Wars fans as a result. Yeah. My number one is probably going to elicit um a few unfollows. It's probably going to elicit a Uh-oh. few, a few things thrown at me from your side of the room, maybe. Oh man! Um, 
Haunted Mansion no. is a bad ride. No, I'm not gonna. Jeez, that, that okay. Would, then anything else that I don't would think be I'm a hot take. That much. My number one yeah. hot take is that the Skyliner is better than the monorail. Ooh, I don't agree with that. I know you don't. I think the yeah. Skyliner is better than the monorail. Let me, let me, yeah, I know. I get it. Okay. If they replaced the monorail, they replaced the monorail loop with the Skyliner, it would be better. Here's why. Let, okay. me, let me explain. Sure. The, the Skyliner is an Omnimover. Yeah, the, the very good point. There, see, there is a Haunted Mansion okay. parallel there. Right. So it's an Omnimover, meaning that it's consistently loading, right? Most We're, of the time. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously it has to shut down at times. Um, it's in order to clean them, you clean one little car, right? One little tiny thing. Yeah. As opposed to an entire monorail train, which is, by the end of the night, disgusting. There's no airflow. I get that there's like conditioned air on the monorail but i feel like i was shocked when i got on the skyliner how much air moves through those cabins yeah it was better than i thought too um, i figured it was going to be sweltering and we were okay i feel like the fact that it doesn't move quite as fast as the monorail isn't that big of a deal because it is constantly moving is so long as it doesn't shut down right it is constantly moving meaning i'm not waiting for a train nothing is worse than being in the lobby at the poly Getting your coffee, seeing the monorail pull up, finish getting your coffee, go to walk out, and then, then like you go to security, and by the time you're getting done with security, it pulls away. Yeah, and you're <laughs> I like, you're gonna say that. You're like, oh, cool, I gotta wait another. I'm sure seven that's minutes. happened to, happened to us when we were at the Polynesian. Right. So it's like, I'm sorry, the Skyliner is better than the mon. I never thought I would say that, but I think the Skyliner is better. And I you, think you the- have some good points. Like, if I were to, would I prefer one to the other? Sure, I would prefer the monorail i just I, I love the look of it it's just cool looking and futuristic and you know the the lime and the light blue color or the black with the red highlights mm-hmm. you know i just everything about it is just very very cool if you are going off of efficiency and better for kind of everything in the park i it's hard to argue that one um, yeah. it is a hot take for sure because most people would probably disagree because obviously it's very iconic and you know when you think of the number of places in our country that have something similar it's very few places but i mean that's true that's true very few people also get to work in a horse and buggy and there's a reason for it yeah and and there's very few um things similar to a skyliner i mean in the mountains they do um do they have any yeah the adirondacks i've been in one i think they had one at whiteface that i was in I'm sure, yeah. There's yeah. gondolas at Whiteface. Yeah. So they're probably more common is is the the gondola. They're also using them to get to the top of the mountain to go skiing, though. They're right. not using them as a transportation. Yeah. I Listen, I understand that that's a Walt relic, right? I understand that that's something that Walt wanted. And, and it's great. It served its purpose. And, it, and I don't necessarily think they should tear down the monorail. I'm saying that if they did tear down the monorail, it wouldn't be the worst thing if they replaced it with... A Skyliner. Yeah, I mean, if they got rid of it completely and didn't have that as an option, that would be bad. But if they replaced it with the Skyliner, I, if you put I, could, a- I would live. And and again, I, I say this on the show all the time, too. Be- Walt's quote was, it's not a museum, and it's constantly evolving. So if you put a station at the TTC, yep. you put a station between Polly and Grand Floridian, yep. 
you put a station over at the Contemporary. You could even then add, like with the way the Skyliner is, you could add a station over at Wilderness Lodge. You could. That's true. It could continue on over there. Look, I, I don't know. I just think that the Skyliner, if it got expanded, would be a better thing for Disney than than the amount of money they might have to dump into maintaining or expanding any kind of a monorail line. I like it better. It is my number one hot take. So some of those things were pretty hot for hot takes, and some of them, after we discussed them, we realized, hey, I think more people would agree with us than, than we really think. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're a new listener, again, welcome. Thank you for listening. If you heard from us from uh, Rope Drop and Park Hop, welcome. Thanks again to uh, those ladies for having us on, and we're happy to have them on, on our show as well. So that's really great. So if you don't mind, if you could find us on social media and give us a follow, that would be fantastic. We are on Facebook and Twitter. We do a lot on Instagram. We do a lot of interactive things on Instagram, which is a lot of fun. You can go on and do polls and vote, and we put on videos, and um, we, we're very active on there. If you want to contact us, it's a really good way to contact Absolutely, us. Absolutely, yeah. Um, again, we're very active on that. Um, anything you want to add on on that one, Nick? Uh, just that, you know, don't forget also, you can go to Patreon, www.patreon.com slash DizListPod. That's, that's one place where we're kind of new at, and we're putting up some bonus content, exclusive stuff there. Um, leave a like and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, leave a review, because more reviews we get, and then we can read some reviews. Um, that's true. They the do air. that on Rope Drop and Park Hop, yeah, too. Yeah, Katie they, and Aaron are very good about it. But they, they do. Also, they like to start their show with that. Yeah. Yeah, they, they also do that, um, and they're they, if you haven't checked them out either, like if you're one of our listeners and you're like, yeah, that was a good episode last week, and you're like, I don't want to listen to them because they're just they're just uh, Disneylanders. Well, guess what? You're going to get plenty out of listening to them because they are not just Disneylanders. Yep. Uh, they're definitely um, a lot of fun. I, I love listening to their show. Um, so go check them out, Rope Drop and Park Hop or Rope Drop dot Park Hop on Instagram. But it's a great big beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow is just a list away. Tune in next time, and we'll see you real soon.